Hey, listener, what's up? Thank you for pressing play this week on the Jock and Nerd podcast. The pop culture peak geek bloodbath continues as we give you our spoiler review of Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3, titled The Long Night. Geekerific! Does it live up to the hype? You'll find out. Plus, Avengers Endgame breaking all the box office records, and we pick the winner of our April Patreon pledge drive all that and more in this edition of the jock and nerd weekly for tuesday april 30th 2019 this is jason hawes and you're listening to the jock and nerd podcast i've seen a lot of things in my life but nothing freaks me out like antique porcelain dolls no even worse puppets puppets come into life but that's impossible right right guys my spider shits are tingling check check one What's up, listener? Thanks for joining us this week and every week. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. You, He's the jock. <laughs> Did I throw you off? He's the nerd. You love that boing, don't I you? I do. I wait for it. It's the ultimate cartoon sound. I, if I'm not texting, I'm waiting for that boing. <laughs> and over there in the corner... That faceless felty, the puppet that was promised. A felty must give a name, and his is Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Good earth to you. And you gotta stay on script with Imran because it throws a ball. <laughs> he does <laughs> one boing, and I'm off my goddamn game. <laughs> oh, boy. Might as well rattled. be going into the night with a flaming sickle. <laughs> oh, well, there'll be lots of flaming sickles, uh, guys. I'm Not still- today. I'm, well, not today. They got snuffed. I'm still buzzing, though, from Endgame, from Game of Thrones, and from the fact that sitting in front of me right here is a bobblehead that looks like me wearing a oh fucking Spider-Man outfit. Oh, shit. Uh, for the new listener, if you didn't catch the end of last week's episode, the listeners got together, got me a custom bobblehead of my head, and I'm still, like, I'm amazed. It's still, like, the most amazing thing. It's sitting. Like like, somebody made you know, that. Somebody, some <laughs> little kid in China... I had to sculpt my face with his tiny little hands for like two cents an hour in probably horrible work conditions and what then paint What I like to imagine is that someone's just been stalking you this entire time and just slowly just constructing your face out of clay or pottery <laughs> with his fucking dick <laughs> and mola that shit with his dick so that make your Today fucking face. I will face. do the left eyebrow. Yeah. And it's that like a- just rotating on a fucking <laughs> now, wait a pottery thing. Is he just using no hands penis? Just penis. Or is he using his penis like a tool, like with his hand? Oh, that's a good, maybe both. He's dick carving. I feel like you get more accuracy if you use your hand and your penis as well, a tool. Well, he mm-hmm. gets the general shape of Imran's face with just the penis, but then to carve in the, the grooves and stuff, then he uses his hand with the penis. Now, ah. that's funny because there's a spot on here. I thought it was fingerprints. I don't think it's no. fingerprints. No. Oh, I think it's just like if prints. you look close enough, uh. you could see the pee hole like, imprint <laughs> on the clay. 
I like that we've just tainted this nice gesture. Yeah, like <laughs> it's easily the most amazing thing that's happened to me because of this podcast. Hopefully, I've shared the pictures. More amazing than getting a, a video console it's up there. It's video up there. The PS4 and this. Did you shove that controller up your ass yet? Uh, maybe. It's also a rule on this show. If you don't know uh, new folks that are listening, tuning in. We have to say penis within the first three minutes or like the show just goes off the yeah, rails. Yeah, they will cancel us. Otherwise, we get canceled and we're <laughs> off the air. You have to mention some kind of penis and, and, and S if that's a bonus. Does this uh, bobblehead have to go the same place where the PlayStation controller went? Um, I, it'll just make the beard darker. <laughs> <laughs> it'll want to return to his, his it'll, original yeah, it'll color. Make you, it'll make you Pakistani again. <laughs> the, it'll make it'll take it'll reverse it'll devitaligo me with fucking shit stains. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I will have shared a photo of this by now on social media, listener, on all our platforms: Facebook, oh Twitter, God. Instagram. I might do a little video story, be like, "Hey, look what I got." Hopefully, that'll be up there by the time this show publishes. All right, enough of this bullshit. Let's get to the meat. <laughs> The Jock and Ned Podcast. The meat of today's show is the longest episode of Game of Thrones final season. Here's our buddy, the Night King. Hey, everybody. How are you? What's up? Vladimir <laughs> Furdik, the Night King of Game of Thrones here. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the Jock and Nerd. Game of Thrones season eight, episode three. Enjoy the last season. Because this will be one of the best seasons ever. Talking nerd. Here's spoilers. Get that spoilers. in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Okay. I, I, I uh, feel robbed because imagine the Night King spoke and that guy's voice came out <laughs> well, during Game of Thrones. He, that would have been great. That would have been the best thing uh, ever. Hello, everybody. Here's the Jon Snow. Uh, I'm looking for Bran. <laughs> have you seen Three-Eyed Raven? Uh, look, it's fitting that we have the Night King, Vladimir Furdy, because we got... A lot. He got a lot of screen time this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, this episode titled The Long Night, but uh, everyone's calling it Battle of Winterfell, whatever you want to call it. It was a long, long night. Longest episode of the series, 82 minutes. Let's go through some numbers. Because while this episode of Game of Thrones became the most tweeted, uh, scripted episode of TV in history, uh, with like 7.8. Tweeted episode about a script. Scripted about a scripted show. TV show, yeah. correct. Yeah. Seven point yeah. eight million tweets that night, and I remember going on Twitter. Everybody was losing their mind. It is also the show's second lowest ranked episode on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh shit! This is interesting because it uh, Game of Thrones averages on Rotten Tomatoes about ninety four percent for every episode. Uh, Log Night got seventy four percent. Which is still good, but it's it's quite a dip. It's the second lowest score for the show. The lowest was way back in season five. I, I have a theory on that too, but we can. When uh, Sansa got raped, that was uh, the lowest rated. I guess the fans don't like when that happens. Uh, viewership wise, uh, HBO got a series best seventeen point eight million viewers. Oh, watch this episode. The previous record for uh, HBO was season eight premiere, which we also reviewed. Uh, 17.4. But sees the, the premiere now through rewatches, delayed viewings, those viewer numbers are up to 38 million for just the first episode. So uh, a lot of numbers, a lot of good things. Let's just start uh, with our opening thoughts. Rugs, I want to start with you. Well, 
What do you want to know? Look, there was a lot of <laughs> hype for this episode. Did it live up to the hype? Were you disappointed? I had a huge geek boner for this episode. Geek uh, boner? Going into it, like the whole, I was anticipating this shit for the longest time. And I was like, oh, it's going to be glorious. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fucking full of heroic moments and shit like that. And, there, you know, all of this anticipation that we're building up with this Night King and the Starks and everybody teaming up to fucking fuck with this guy. They have to have some kind of brilliant strategy that we don't know about and all this stuff. And um, I was a little bit crestfallen. Ah, the good word. All right. Uh, I Not disappointed I w- in like a in the terrible, unredeemable way, but it was just Correct. was not what, what I expected. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really put a sour note on it was like, there's a lot of complaints about, uh, which I also agree with, with it being dark and you you didn't really see a lot, which that that's like, okay, I, uh, I, I understand why they did it that way. Yeah. But the thing that was almost unforgivable to me is in the same kind of like time space that we have, the last Jedi. Yeah. And you have Snoke getting taken out unceremoniously before you even get that, let that character breathe. And before you get to the end of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt like they just did a Snoke again. They snoked the night King. Yeah. They've been building up this big bad for, for eight seasons. And then I would like to have seen him just beyond just looking at him from afar and him staring. Yeah. I thought there was like, he marked Bran. Yeah. Remember when he marked Bran? Yo, he had and, some dragon action there. Yeah, he but stuff. he just stood there really. He, he, he's, this is the extent of the Night King in eight seasons is standing he there. stares at you. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes he throws a spear. And then sometimes he raises his arms. Yeah, and like, that's it. That's about mm-hmm. it. That's correct. That's so all I feel done. like yeah. that's not enough Yeah. Uh, for me. All right. Now, the, yeah. then Arya, obviously, spoilers, kills him. Yeah. But she, he's surrounded by a million people. Yes. And that happens out of the blue. And I feel like maybe they'll explain how, where the fuck she came from in the next episode. But that's like too late. I can, like, I can explain that, actually. You but. want you want to see. I would rather have seen Aria like define <laughs> all odds. Ariel <laughs> from the Little Mermaid. Yeah, the Little Mermaid. Like, <laughs> I would like to see Aria Stark. Aria Stark, or Ariola Stark, Ariola, whatever you want to call her. Stark is great. That's her yeah. twin sister. Well, we saw it's almost saw her Ariola. Yeah, we and, did almost. Yeah. And uh, I would like to see the struggle of her making her way to the Night King. Sure. You know, and saving. When I mean, you think that she's not going to do it, then she does it. Sure. So I feel like we were robbed of that that moment. I would have been more impressed. It would have been more heroic to see Aria. <laughs> Ariel. It, am I saying it wrong? Aria. Aria. Uh, Aria. Yeah. <laughs> Arya Stark. Arya Stark. <laughs> Ariola Stark. Kind of Ariola Stark. <laughs> Arya Stark. That's so funny. Arya 51 Stark. Arya 51 Stark. Uh, anyway, I would like to see <laughs> that whole that whole thing, that whole process unfold. Okay. That's the heroic moment. That's like, sure. that could have been uh, No Man's Land. That could have been something. You know what I mean? But we okay. didn't get that. Okay, look, before we get into details, Anthony, opening thoughts. Well, I, I want to comment real quick on Ruggs's on that point okay um they actually do hint at that earlier this season when Jon Snow is at the same exact tree he turns around and Arya is there and he's like you stuck up on me how oh, the hell did you do that she's just a ninja yeah so they've they were already hinting that she could she's just basically a ninja at this point and they also 
they didn't. I understand Rugg's point. They also showed the, one of the whites like hair. Well, yeah, they said there was a breeze she, that like, went by. Walked, he looked she ran over. by. Yeah. But like she got through all those fucking White Walkers and out of nowhere and just fucking showed up out of the shadows. I, I mean, it's it's Game of Thrones, whatever. It's Game um, of Thrones. Yeah, so I mean, they 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 were laying the foundation for that, so it wasn't completely out of nowhere. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible to like. There's a lot of people going around saying that this is a Mary Sue moment. I, I don't think agree with true. that at no, all. No, no, She's no. a fucking badass. I just wanted to see her do it. She I does earn she. it. She earns that kill absolutely yeah, without totally a doubt. Earned. We've watched her train and become a badass. Yeah, there's, there's no anybody who says who utters the word Mary Sue in terms of Arya. They're fucking idiots. No, I don't know what that you, means. They have not watched literally yeah, eight seasons of build-up right. for this yeah, character. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I just would like to have seen that instead of getting that kind of like Robin, like, like, just, like she vanishes out of thin air like a ninja sure. and just does it. I was like, that's it? I, mean, I would have liked to have seen uh, the Night King uh, get into battle or something and actually trade some blows or maybe even say something if he says something. Uh, so I don't know. I am kind of split down the middle on this. So w- initially watching it, I was hyped, but I was also like, this is a weird week. I, and I, I didn't think this would affect me, but it might have. I was still reeling from Endgame as I watched this. Yeah. So like this movie had almost an impossible task of living up to what I just saw on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know. I might have come in with almost a too high of an expectation. We shouldn't have expected that. That doesn't ring true for me because I watched Battle of the Bastards right before I watched this. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a fucking epic. No, that was great. Same director. That was great. Same guy. Uh, Moments. Like, I I keep, I always talk about this moment when the Knights of the Veil come in at the very end and they just start mowing them down. Yes, Yes. And you're just like, fuck, yes. There was not a moment like that. No. Robbed of some of, of getting hyped up it, at all, like of, at even at the end when they, I mean, that whole um, episode, they were getting pushed in and they were getting their piles of bodies, and then Jon Snow was under them. He couldn't see what the fuck was going on, so they had like that whole thing of like the desperation and the losing of hope, and they're going to lose in that battle too. So all of the same notes were hit, but they they, they were just robbed of big moments. I think right. So. uh there you go. So I don't, th- I don't think it's an impossible thing to elicit that kind of reaction from Game of Thrones because Endgame can do it and it, and Game of Thrones has done it in the you past. You just got to shoot the battle during the day, you motherfuckers. No, I don't even think difference. it was during the day. I no, just think I that they, they hung there too long. You know, <laughs> after the dragon fire started coming down, there should have been a little bit, okay, let's bring up the light a little bit. Maybe it's getting like you know starting to. Maybe the sun's just, coming up. Yeah, you know, may or or at a certain point in time. Uh, the episode it's titled "The Long Night." Right. The whole point was for them, the darkness, the night, to come out and attack them, and I think it did do that. Uh, Anthony, we still haven't got your overall thoughts. You want uh, to Rudge has a lot of thoughts. Uh, he really does. <laughs> He's been kind of dominating. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's all good. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll lay, I'll lay back it. right now. <laughs> uh, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about how Ariola is right Look, Ariola uh, Stark. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think I did have a very high expectation for this. Um, I think they definitely. I like to think they actually they kind of took a risk with this because they could have followed the format of Battle of the Bastards in Hard Home and the battle at uh, Castle Black and even Blackwater 
where all those episodes were very easy stories within the battle to follow. Blackwater's pretty dark also. It, it is, but that you can follow what's going on. This yeah. one, they, I think they deliberately made the choice to make you disoriented the entire yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they put the dragons up in the fog and the fog comes in. So you can't see what's going on there. You have a ton of like, uh, the, it's very darkly lit and you have the, the army of the dead just coming from all different angles and you can't really tell who, where it's coming from, who's getting hurt. And even at the castle, everything's kind of like bleak and you can't really tell what's going on. And chaotic. And what's com- yeah, it's chaotic. You're kind of going through what they're going through. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, and in that sense, they really immersed you in the chaos. But the drawback to that was I just couldn't figure out what the hell was going on at certain yeah, times, yeah. which made for a, a very strange experience. It wasn't as satisfying. No. Like, if you listen to, if you're on the Patreon, you listen to what I said on the page, it's basically the exact same thing. Is that like they went for this atmospheric, uh, visceral quality to yeah. put you in the battle? A Saving Private Ryan type of yeah, feeling. The darkness. You're sensing the fear. You the the, the over what being overwhelmed. Right. And it was a sensory. It was a sensory experience. But at the same time, I feel like not for this episode. Like I feel like after all this anticipation for this battle, to kind of. You maybe use that in the entire entirety of the battle. I think it'd be cool for the beginning. Maybe I would say the maybe the first ten fifteen minutes of that battle, and then you could, as I said, as the dragon fire comes down, as all they light things up, you should be able to see more and more stuff. It should kind of start expanding, and then there should be moments. So it was a choice to do it that way. It was it's a deliberate choice and it's totally deliberate. For me same thing overall thoughts Man. I have mixed reviews. I've heard I mean the the, the oh, reaction finished. Oh you're not done? <laughs> go ahead. No, but uh, you can go if you want. <laughs> uh, look, the reaction I'll go after you. The reaction on 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 Twitter and people on the internet is crazy because I've seen everything from this is the best episode I've ever seen to terrible worst episode ever. And they're I'm, both right. I'm right in the middle. I have mixed reviews. There are things I see what they were doing, but I don't know if they succeeded. Uh, uh, They've had other battles that were better. It was still pretty tense. I got, you know, and some of it was really gorgeous, but uh, am I supposed to bump up my contrast on the screen to be able to like, is it my fault that uh, uh, I, my TV sucks? Like it should be made for like the lowest common denominator fucking screen. Uh, But, uh, still a lot of big fucking moments and yes, chaotic, hard to see, very dark at times, but it's also not the last episode of the season. This no. is we are in the middle. So it's, I'll tell you one thing, uh, unexpected and in multiple ways. I did not expect for them to win. I did. I expected more people to die and I didn't think it would be such a definite piece of closure. Right. Uh, so, I, I, I got more thoughts. Okay. <laughs> they definitely made a risk with that choice. And um, I don't, for me, it didn't pay off completely, but I understand what they were going for. I was a bit disappointed in the fact that there wasn't more to the Night King. Yeah. Like, when he dies, I go, oh, that's as it? Rug Boy mentioned, <laughs> I was like, that's really all there was to the Night King. He just want he was just basically a hurricane. Yeah. Like, that was, I mean, they hinted that the fact that he wanted to erase history, but I wanted to like, who was the night King? I wish was, we'd learn more. Yes. Yeah. I wish we learned more. I did, what was it, his deal? Who was ex- he? Exactly. Like why, what, what was, you know, we, we built to this all, all up to this. And then the night King's just, he's just, and evil. the show That's it. is all about lore and mythology. Where's your fucking lore with this guy? Exactly. So 
all those things were drawbacks for me. Now, in retrospect, with it being Aria, and someone seeing a lot of the videos, Screen Crush, Screen Crush put out a great one. It's quite amazing that they've been building up to Aria this entire time, and they've been just hinting at it. Yeah, they've slowly. been showing us. Yes, I yes. mean Melisandre saying yep. she'll see her again. Green yep. eyes, blue yep. eyes, brown eyes. Yep. Um, all this training leading up from the 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 God of Death, sir. What, what was Cereal? It started with season. dancing lessons, right? Cereal. <laughs> yes. And then her joining uh, yeah. with being with the Hound, and then yeah. the Faceless Men, Bravos. and even Sir Beric Dondar. Like none of these things. Like they were all little hints that I never picked up that Arya was going to be the one. And quite frankly, it looks like Arya might be Azora's eye, which is the prince that was promised I as mean, well. She's the MVP of the fucking episode. And throw on to that um, the fucking memes that have come out since this. Yeah. Sitting around the throne. The, uh, yeah. Sitting around the throne. I know Imran's not a sports guy, so don't comment. Um, but <laughs> they've been comparing her to Michael Jordan and saying she's the greatest. She called game. She uh, There's uh, so many fun things. The goat. There's, there's a there's a, a t-shirt of her jumping up like Michael Jordan. It's having a dagger in her hand and <laughs> nice. it goes Aria. I mean, there's so many good memes that have come out now that's it's pretty fucking funny. It was kind of a Jordan leap there. It yeah. was. Yeah. So, but I like in retrospect what they've like how how they've how important they've made all those prior episodes of Aria because it's literally all been building to this. We just didn't know it. Yeah. So in that respect, I really did appreciate that. It's Arya, yeah, um, and not someone obvious like Jon Snow that kills the Night King. But I did not like how poorly lit this episode was. I didn't like that I couldn't really follow the story, and I didn't like I didn't like the resolution in the Night King in terms of that was it. Maybe there'll be more later. Also, I liked Theon's death because I thought that was really good. Yes, um, I enjoyed Bran telling him he's a good man. That comes full circle. Yeah, um, Sir Beric Dondarrion's good, but there wasn't. And, and I, this is maybe just my expectations, but there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough deaths of important characters. Now the the main cast largely escapes. Everyone's everyone that you really well, the, care about escapes. The thing that bothers me about that is that at almost every main character that should have died was under a fucking mountain of fucking White Walkers. Right. They, were, they were doing, and they all, should have been dead. They were doing all but they, they could all to come hold out them without back. a scratch. Yeah, I was like, like, how are they still up fucking fighting these people? Yeah, man? they all they all survived. They didn't take enough care to tr- to try and show you why they got out, like right. that they were able to do something that the other people weren't. They able they maybe they stuck together. Maybe maybe they formed a little phalanx and around each other and. Like there was nothing, no strategy, nothing. There was no reasoning for anything happening. I got, I got a couple though badass moments within the episode when Melisandre lights up the Dothraki scythe. Oh, that's what fucking are, what sick. are they called? The sickles, sickles. Yeah, and they're all in, on in, on fire, and they start playing the Game of Thrones music, and they all start charging. And you can see it like the fire almost feels, looks like a dragon yeah. coming at the yeah the, the and um, it's a far shot you see right, the you whole see it, landscape yeah, exactly and they go at the army of the dead and then they all get snuffed out imme- immediately that sets the fucking tone I'm that like, is this how, is gonna be yes. fucking amazing and that's how you use this naturalistic lighting properly like that part worked that and part worked where amazingly. we were away from the battle they were they were saving us to get into the battle and you up to this point you've been told and shown they're the that, fiercest army on the, yeah, pl- exactly. on the world the Dothraki horde is 30,000 strong and can fuck up anything and they charge into battle with flame 
flaming uh, sickles and they all get snuffed out the, right the, away. The fading of the, the candles and the sound simultaneously was unbelievable. Yeah, like, they, did, it, they did really good with that. silent again and you're like, oh, fuck. The other well, big moment that wait, I... I ch- before oh, we continue, uh, there's a lot of big moments I want to get to, but I want to let the listener know. Listen, what? What do you got to let them right now? Yes, right now. I want to <laughs> let them know that if you want a place where you can talk spoiler oh full about Game of Thrones, about any geek comic book movie soon as it comes out and not be afraid of spoiling it for other people. There's a place you could do that. It's our Jock and Nerd Nation Facebook group. Join it today. It's closed. It's exclusive just for you guys. I, there's a whole bunch of people I got to welcome. We had a lot of members join. Real quick, welcome Mitchell Goglin, Chelsea Mueller-Larkin, Jackie Bartoli, and these following people, I believe, are all friends of Lensations, the amazing Lenny Romero, Chris Eaton, Larry Quatch, Zaki Hassan, Gerardo Torres Rodriguez, Jonathan Peter Lee, Gilbert Mendola, Otiu A. Carrillo, Jupiter Jupiter, Cindy Manco, Carlos Carrillo, Franklin Corpus Aragon, that's a Game of Thrones name, and Gilbert Mendola. And thanks, Lenny, for adding all of your friends. Whoa, I'm getting the lensations. Uh, Larry Quatch, amazing artist, by the way. See him at G-Fest. Now, I want to go back to Mitchell Goglin for a second. Mitchell answered the questions, and Mitchell's one of the listeners I love because he finds us and he does all the right things. First of all, how did you find us? Mitchell says, I found you on Spotify while looking for something to listen to at work. What makes you want to join the nation? I've been a diehard comics fan since the time I could read. After hearing some of your movie reviews, I knew this was the podcast for me. Who's your favorite host? My favorite host is Anthony. His opinion may be out there sometimes, but I love his point of view on most subjects and films. There you go, Anthony. As do we. Hmm. You got one. I don't know if I've ever had an out there opinion, but all right. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. That's true. But, but Mitchell also, thanks for joining. That He followed us on Instagram. He joined the nation. I love when I can tell a listener has found the show and they just love it and they're all in. Fantastic. Uh, great spoiler threads in there. Shout out to Blake Braden for doing all the Game of Thrones spoiler threads. And if you join, you could also see a picture of listener Trace Harar. Who wore an Iron Man suit to prom? That's Iron fantastic. Geek that was amazing, and then that led to a lot of bad prom stories, which were hilarious. Also, Anthony, what was your prom story, real quick? My prom story? Yeah. What do you mean? You, did I go to prom? Yes. Did you go to prom? Yes, I did. You know, it was. I, a, I don't really have a story. I just went to prom. It was a good night. Did it was you? Fun, yeah. Did you close the deal at the prom? Did I close it at the prom? I mean, that night. You know. That, that uh, no, I, I went with uh, just a friend. So okay. yeah. that's nice. Rugs, were memorable prom for you? Did you felties have proms? Well, I wasn't a felty at that point. Oh, that's a good point. I started the the process of becoming a felty. I was in transition, but wasn't fully felty until uh, high school was over. <laughs> All right, so uh, good half felty prom. Yeah, I went to the prom. Okay, I did. Great. You know, and it's, this is the one experience I don't, I can't you relate didn't have to. a prom experience? No, no, did, I did not go. You loser. I went to the prom with a, with a, with a pretty cute girl. Aw. Um, then, uh, I got hit on by <laughs> my friend's date a nice. little bit. That was weird. Oh, I hear, I have, here's my prom story. So yeah. I was going with a fr- like a friend girl, like some girl that I've, you know, been more than friendly with in the past. Yeah. And, um. But she was just a friend at the time, and I called her, and I go, hey, <laughs> you want to go to prom with me? 
And she goes, you got to ask me in a way more creative way ah, than oh, that. Oh, oh. oh, you have to work for it now. <laughs> yeah. So then I had to, I was in broadcasting class and I made a video where I recorded all of my friends asking like, hey, will you? And then like literally one word, oh, each friend. Oh my God. So that was, that was the way I decided to ask her. And she was like, this still kind of sucks. But I'll go <laughs> like, fine, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to impress you. Why did you make me work for this? <laughs> See, it's a lot of bullshit. I mean, they yeah. have control. They, they have total control. But I got another better moment <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Okay, so we started with Melisandre lighting shit on fire. That, that was, great. was awesome. When she lit the, the trench, too, was amazing. That was uh, okay. I, at, that, that, at that point, though, it was double. Yeah, it was double fire. Like, double this, fire, yeah. She was there for three to do three things. Two things. Light shit on they fire. They didn't do anything. Talk to Arya. And, uh, the well, best part the, was Arya. talking to Arya. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but, what, um, what's another my, best my moment? My other be- best moment. Yeah. Is when the Night King is standing there, and then Jon Snow's looking at. They're both staring each other down again. Yeah, and Jon Snow's about to charge him, and then the Night King raises all the fucking dead. Yeah, that's the moment where I go, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "This is an impossible task." Yeah, everyone that dies is now becomes part of his army, and then I immediately was taken out of it because I was like, "Wait, the Night King raised a million people, and Jon Snow still manages to survive." (laughs) Well, he okay. Oh, well, actually, yeah. He got they did they did kind of cover it. Uh, Daenerys, uh, came, Daenerys in, came in, but yeah. he should have been dead by that point. I was like, "You got to fight now." You how are you fighting all these people while he walks? But that off? was a badass moment when they yeah. all jump, stand up. I'm like, "Ooh, how are they going to get out of this?" Because you don't realize this is like the third wave of this battle is everyone that's already dead on the ground inside. It's just and then that's where we found out. Yeah, not a good idea to hide in the crypt. Yeah, Sorry. that was a bad idea. Bad idea. But nobody really died. Not, but nothing. Nobody major. No I one mean, that we liked. Died. Yeah, the just regular. You just extras. hear a lot of women and extras just and modern die. Yeah. I mean, there was children being eaten and shit. But all the main characters, Sam Gilly, all of them, they're fine. Here's another badass moment for me, uh, in which the littlest warrior takes down the biggest oh, that's enemy. Great. Badass Liana Mormont. Uh, holy shit. She just fucking screams and charges the the undead giant. He picks her up. He's about to eat her, but she's smart. Iron dragon glass to the eye. Both go down. Holy fuck! Oh, she gets shit. fucking crushed in his she hand. She wants to be remembered. She did that to fucking go out memorably. That was amazing. That was amazing. Rugs, give me another uh, a big moment that stood out for you. Oh my god! I mean, I don't really know if there's a lot of moments that stood out besides the ones you you pointed. I mean, the whole library scene was cool. I did like the library scene. I liked where you could a kind nice of little slow it down a little bit. Horror detour. I, it didn't really make any sense that there would be a completely empty library. Well, for I, that can long. Explain, yeah. I can explain. I can explain that part. That I can explain that part. Go ahead. What? She was probably my my thinking was she's deeper into the center of uh, the castle mm. where they haven't got there yet. Maybe. Because the swarm was all outside. It, what, the only thing is, like, the, the reason that didn't make complete sense for me is up until that point, the swarm was legitimately a swarm. They were fucking maniacal. Like, they were crawling over Climbing each other. over, yes. And then all of a sudden, they get in this library, and they're slowly walking around. Like, well, they, they, I would have felt like they would have just stormed the library. Yeah, they just like, relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, ah, there's some books in here. Let's the Dewey <laughs> Decimal System is not easy to use. I've said this. Libraries need to update. Let's move away from the Dewey Decimal System. Because what the fuck? 749.769? How am I going to find this? This means Wait, nothing. They don't like reading in those times. <laughs> Plus, I love that these the zombies are are smart. Well, they're an extension of the Night King. They're checking under tables. They can wield weapons. Uh, but it's fucking uh, horrifying. It's really scary. But she does a great job of slinking around. 
uh, leading up to the part of getting trapped in with Melisandre. What is that whole thing with Melisandre? What's that exchange? Hey, okay, what does that mean? Let's talk about this. They Which exchange? When she talks to Arya? Yeah. Yeah. So the last time they met was like season two, right. season three. And she says to her, I see darkness in you. You right. will be shutting eyes, brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes. You will shut them. I will see you again. So she comes back and reminds her. And she's like, I know you. And brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes. Brown eyes could be taken as Walder Frey. Right. Blue eyes, clearly the Night King. And who has green eyes? Uh, fucking Cersei. No, but. But backing up on that, yeah. Well, the way the way that exchange kind of made sense for me is, I think at that moment Melisandre even mentions Beric Dondarrion. He died for a reason Saving her. to save her. I think in that moment she just realizes that Arya is her prince that was promised, which is why she kind of just went out at the end. She's like, "I'm done." Right. That's why she was. That's that's where the way I read that is. She thought it was Stannis, then she thought it was right. Jon, and in right. that moment she goes, "It's Arya. Arya is the one." But like, okay, so she she's in the library getting protected, right? Yep. With from those with those guys, and I then guess, she takes off. She sees Arya's there, and she goes, "Well, I gotta leave." And that's it. Like, I, I there's nothing. Nothing else goes on there. She doesn't, you know. No, uh, no she nothing. had that exchange with Arya to send Arya to the Night King. I mean, and, yeah. I think that there might and be something revealed done. later. Maybe, probably. Maybe. I, what? what what she does, though, because Arya in that moment's actually going back to being a little girl. She's running. Yeah. And then she, when she gives her that line of, what do we say to the god oh, of death? Oh, that's a fucking great line. That turns Arya back into her badass self. Not she's like, today. Not today. Like, that's, that's when Arya realizes, I'm still a fucking badass. Is that, cause is that a turned. callback from to the Bravos time? No, that's a, no. Call, that's a callback to season one. Oh. Serio, whatever his fucking name is. Teaches her that as he's dan- teaching her with the wooden sword. Oh. What do you say to the god of death? And oh, she goes, "Not today." That. Shit, I knew I. She, they said that before, and I couldn't remember when. And Val- and Melisandre in the beginning of this episode walks by a Grey Worm, knowing that he's from Essos, and goes, "Valar Magulis." Yes, that's great. He goes, yeah. "Valar Doharis." Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And uh, oh, I so mean, good. the episode overall, like, there's, there's a lot of like good moments. Yeah, it just cohesively as a story didn't work as well as it could for and me also interesting not a lot of dialogue when last episode was amazing dialogue amazing well, conversations i mean come on but man. it's a fight it's a fight yeah. it's a battle yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna stop and start talking to each the, other the one thing i really can't defend like i could defend all the dark phonetic shit on the ground with the fucking zombies but the there's no reason this dragon fight in the sky should have been so hard to follow. Yeah, that was really hard. You know what to I'm follow. saying? Like, I didn't know. I, you couldn't tell. I couldn't tell which, which dragon was, was which. Which? Yeah. It, but when Who was they, on which dragon? Right. They when they went above the clouds in the moonlight, beautiful, gorgeous shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they would just dive right back down. Uh, that I liked when I mean when the dragons are fighting, it, yeah. like actually fighting. It it's bru- it feels brutal. Yeah. It's just it's not clear enough to tell what's happening. The the uh, the dragon fights, they they happened in a way, I guess, to save money. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. A lot of CGI. The other thing it I is kept, a ton of CGI. The other thing I kept thinking is, how the fuck are they holding on to these fucking dragons when you're dive yeah. bombing and turning upside down? Figured that they would have some kind There's of no a harness? at some point. There's nothing. Yeah. How are you still on this fucking uh, dragon? Yeah. <laughs> that, that I don't care about. Okay, let's talk about this. Daenerys fucking Dracarius's the Night King. With dragon fire. We already knew that, though. We found out it we does are, not kill no, him. We already knew why? that. Why? How? When? I mean, why? How? When uh, they're taking down, when they're going after the three-eyed raven, the children of the forest light up a fire right in front of the, the den that they're in, and the 
Night King literally walks through the fire. But Bran, last episode, said no one has. He doesn't know if Dragonfire hurts him. No one has tried this. They they showed though that he could walk through the fire. So then that begs my second question: Is he possibly a Targaryen? Oh shit! Not anymore. The Night King? Yeah, he doesn't get burned by Dragonfire, just Who like knows? Daenerys. Maybe. I mean, it's possible. So I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Uh, I love. Let's talk about the deaths. Here are the definitive deaths of this episode the night king of course uh going out really quickly and unexpected kind of disappointing in terms of his death yes not disappointing in the person that did it correct and like john had been hunting the night king the whole time but i love that it was aria and again the show i feel like they knew that we wanted everyone to die we want this and they don't give you what you want they know what people want and they don't give it to uh leanna mormont going out what do you you mean by that like i feel like they heard everyone go Half the cast is going to die, and we want Jon Snow to take down the Night King, and all the stuff that is expect- expected, they do not give you. They subvert your expectations, which was I. The fact that she took them down, that this was this is the end of them, I don't yeah. think anybody was expecting mm. that, and that's why they do these things sometimes. Well, they did do the move that she pulled on Brianna Tarth, too, in last season. Uh, which one was that? When Where she, she like flips drops the, the blade into yeah. her other hand. That's that move. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's that callback. So that's an amazing callback, but badass. And it's also the blade that was used to try to oh, kill brand. We'll, yeah. Hold on. I have the whole history yeah. after the break. We'll get into that. Uh, Leanna Mormont. Great death. Good death. Yeah. Dolores, Ed. I was kind of sad. Sam's let night watch buddy. Ed. He's the last. Of the, there is no more night watch. Now. And remember last episode, night's watch. they go, our, our night's watch has begun. While they're standing on waiting for the people to come. Well, it's kind of poetic. Now they don't need the wall anymore. Oh, the, yeah, there's the no people war. are cool. Yeah. The, right. yeah. the horde is gone. And, and uh, Ed saved Sam's ass so many times yeah. <laughs> just to get killed. Beric Dondarian. Pretty good death. I would think he, he did have a purpose. He helped out. He was helping Arya. It was purposeful. Uh, uh, he also, lived all this time to help Arya. Yeah, resurrected six times. To make it six or seven. Yeah. I think it was like six or seven. I was like, you can't bring him back one more time. Uh, it's not, not going to work this time. Oh, the dude with the top knot's not there anymore. No, oh, but Melisandre's there and she's done that shit. She could have yeah, brought, brought him back. She could have brought him back. How about. But he served his purpose. He did. His mission was done. How about Samuel Tarly just lying in, on bodies and crying and just stabbing whatever's around him? I thought that was. I mean, he should have died. <laughs> He's, there's got to be a reason he's still alive. Uh, he's going to be the fucking the maester or this whatever. One, uh, this one kind of hit me. Jorah Mormont going down. Unrequited love to the very end. Protecting his queen till the very end. And this dude was getting stabbed multiple times. We'll get back up. I was like, God damn. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, and also Sansa, I mean Daenerys, uh, when she fell down, I was like, she's never been in battle. She's gonna, she doesn't know how to fight. She's never fought anybody. Uh, but she, she's got help. Theon Greyjoy, I think, a perfect death that fulfills his yeah. destiny. He had the best arc on the show. And uh, when Bran tells him he's a good man. That's all he wanted. Thank, thank you, you Theon. Yeah. That, that part, I was like, oh, that's a little rough. Like, uh, I didn't get choked up, but I, I could see people maybe crying at and that that's point. That's all he wanted was just to come back into their good graces after fucking died things a up. Stark. And then he died taking a full futile charge, which he knew, but he had to take it. And then Melisandre. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people died. Everybody else is still alive. Most of those deaths were good. Yes. It's just at the end of the day, it was actually no one that was important. Except for Night King. Except, except for Night for, King. Except for Night King. And, and the Night King, maybe everyone was begging for a little more in terms of explanation for the Night King. 
And yeah. Arya, Theon, and Melisandre kind of fulfill their characters' destinies in this episode, which is is always great when the show is doing it. And look, it's not over. There's three episodes done. Let's take a quick break here. Going to play some promos. We're going to give out a prize. When we come back, our April pledge drive is over, and we will have more Game of Thrones right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, hooligans, this is Michael. This is Michelle. This is Jeremy. From Who the What Now? The show about... Strange stories from the internet. And Bigfoot came over and beat his ass. Oh my God. <laughs> he like knocked him around a little bit, and he just kind of went limp, and Bigfoot left. Pop culture. John, John Fod. Van Clam. <laughs> John Fod Van Clam gonna... was supposed to be the alien in Predator. Mm-hmm. And like did like a jump splits, and like ended up with his like, batch right in the dude's face. That, that's his like, move. Do I get the part? In our crazy lives. I'm like, oh, there's a cat on my back. And then all of a sudden, I feel something. I feel a furry paw go down my ass crack. <laughs> Just slide right down my ass crack. I was like, what are you doing? You can catch us on all your favorite podcast applications. Spotify. iTunes. Libsyn. iHeartRadio. Stitcher. Your mamas. <laughs> and wherever else you find. You, you, they have quality podcasts. <laughs> so don't miss out on the next Who the What Now? Hey guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here for Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Dutch. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. Tangents <laughs> all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping it fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them, you can find them. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy! Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, you're here every week as soon as the show drops. Uh, consider joining our awesome fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com. Slash Patreon. It's our version of Disney Plus. We're gonna call it Jock and Nerd Plus. Jock and Nerd, uh, or uh, where you get premium, extra bonus content. Everyone gets access to a bonus, exclusive RSS feed where all the shows, this show and Anthony spinoff show, come out early. We have instant reactions, bonus movie reviews, bonus episodes. And if you have been listening to us this month, we have been running a pledge drive for the month of April. Here was our goal: we wanted to get fifteen new patrons. By the end of the month, and if we did, all 15 of those people, anyone who increased their pledge, would be going into a random drawing to win a Jock and Nerd prize package, which consists of a t-shirt, stickers, a movie of their choice to be reviewed by us, and a video shout-out from us. Here's what happened this week, and then I will give you the final tally, because this is it. We're picking a winner. 
Thank you. This week, new patron J.R. Flamond just joined today. The peer pressure really works on him. He said, I'd like to hear that. Uh, Thanks to the following people who increased their support since our last show. Glenn Smith, John Campbell, Jay Davis, Jose Ibarra, and Ralph Bravo. Bravo for all of you. Ralph Bravo, guys, now is at the $20 a month level where Holy shit. not only, Ralph, send us the movie you want us to review, you have an opportunity to come on the show if you so desire. You have earned it. Thank you so much. Okay, here are the complete April's results because the nation did a great job at rallying. We are recording this on the last day of the month, April 30th. Great job of rallying at the last minute. Here's the final results. We ended up with six new patrons. Talking nerd. Being Rokus Barokus, Kate Diem, Austin Clemens, Keith Denkinger, I'm counting him, Tiona Rose, and J.R. Flamond. All right. Then nine other people helped out and increased their support. Huge thanks to Blake Braden, Lisa Morrison, Jesse Rodriguez, Glenn Smith, John Campbell, Jay Davis, Jose Ibarra, Ralph Bravo, and Dope Pope with his one-time donation at the very beginning of the month, April 1st. He was the first one in. Let me, let me st- stop you right there. And I know you already mentioned that we are going to draw a winner. Yes. So originally it was yes. supposed to be 15 completely new patrons. And then everyone else that increased would get their name thrown in the hat as well. If we got to 15 new. Right. right. But the way you guys rallied, we hit the number 15. In with some fashion. <laughs> yes. And increased. So the way you guys rally, we're, 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 Continuing this prize, for we're all giving of you. out the whole we're gi- prize. We're giving package. out the whole prize. We're yeah. like, <laughs> we are so thankful that everyone decided to increase and donate. That you know what, we, you guys deserve it, and we're going to do the drawing. Uh, absolutely. Oh, throw in the fact that uh, it gets better. Your boy Seth Morgan has matched all new patrons dollar for dollar. Oh shit! And is not in the drawing. He is our saint. Our patron saint of awesome. Thank you, Seth Morgan. So not only are we up six patrons, not only the nine people jump in, we hit that 15. Uh, this leaves us at a plus $71 a month for April. Holy oh, shit. Well done, which is why we're giving away this prize package. I'm doing the drawing right now, listener. I'm grabbing. I literally have a hat with piece, 15 pieces of paper folded with everybody's name on there. The hat I'm using is uh, the German hat I got at Oktoberfest. It's a, it's a, so I may have spilled beer on it. Here, listen. That, oh shit, some of them fell out. Oh my that God. That is, uh, okay, of course he fucked oh, it up. Oh, oh my every, It's you legit. Are the clumsiest motherfucker ever. You had one ever. job, Ron. That, there, you hear that? <laughs> I'm pulling a winner. I'm sticking my hand in. I'm rooting oh. around. He's just touching his balls. I'm listeners. touching, I'm scratching my balls. Wow, that shouldn't be there. I'm going to have to get that checked. Okay, uh, here we go. The winner is, I got it, I got it, I got it. The winner of the Jock and Nerd prize pack for the April Pledge Drive that gets a t-shirt, stickers, a movie of their choice, and a video shout-out from us is... Conan O'Brien? Austin Clemens! Oh, shit! Austin! Brand new $10 a month patron. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, Congra- that's really good. Congratulations, Austin. <laughs> uh, let us know. I will be in touch Yes. Uh, for to get still you, still gotta review his movie. Too. We will review your movie. That's a given because you're giving us ten bucks a month, and you have won the April Pre- Pledge Drive Prize Package 
Congratulations. That's great. Uh, Rugs had a great idea. We're going to be doing more Patreon raffles periodically, maybe like once every other month. So listener that does, it means everyone who's in the Patreon now will has a chance to win something and sign up because you will be winning things and enjoy yeah, no, bonus no content drive necessary. You know, we'll just, just for being a patron. Absolutely. You're going to be enrolled in there. Cause like, it's like you get the the roll of the dice, you know. You're you're in the Patreon. You might get something free just for just being on it. That's Absolutely, awesome. it'll be a lot of fun. Another and perk for like, you. Like you know, we'll give out a mug or something else in the store or some random shit. A photo of Imran's ball. Uh, yeah, a, fo- a photo of a bobblehead with my bobblehead with my balls underneath it, stacked. Does that makes. I want that. <laughs> All right. Can I have that? Good stuff. Congratulations, Austin. I uh, hope you enjoy the prize package. Back to Game of Thrones. Uh, Anthony, you mentioned Arya's dagger. Yeah. First seen when? Season one, episode two. Uh, used to try to kill Bran. Yeah. So this dagger has a crazy history. So after that, Caitlin Stark has the dragon. The, the dragon. The dagger. She brings it to Sir Roddick Kessel to ask him, who's, who's his fucking blade is this he's like oh this is valerian steel let me do some digging he takes it to king's landing where it ends up with peter baelish who said it used to be his and gave some bullshit story about using it that i think was not real nope little finger then looking for answers gets gives it to ned stark who uh was king's hand in, in this moment and ned kept it on his desk uh, and used it as a letter opener i imagine i don't know uh in his office where it was eventually swiped once again by Baelish. He stole it back. And then years later, he gifts it to Bran, who then gives it to Arya, saying, I have no need for this. Yeah, but, all, but the big thing also, besides all that, is this dagger is the dagger that Peter Baelish basically used to frame the Lannisters and start this entire the show. Um, war between yeah. them. It starts the entire show between the Lannisters and the Starks. So. Wow. This dagger is super. That's amazing. Like, the dagger has an amazing that history. Crazy? That's so yep. well done. That's why it's so great that Arya yeah. did it. Ariella yep. did it. She gets the kill. And, uh, yeah, and in it's retrospect, amazing. the Arya, de- her, Makes her sense. being the one is awesome. So, do you guys think she is the prince who was promised? Does she deserve the throne? Will she make it even to the I fucking don't know throne? The, I don't know if the prince that was promised. I always thought it was someone that was going to end up on the throne as well. Yeah, maybe I not. don't know if that means that mm. anymore. Mm. Maybe the prince that was promised is just the person that saves them from the Night King, from death. Oh, possibly, yeah. And also, as Misande points out, Azora's Eye or whatever. It's, what is it, Azora's Eye? Azora's Eye, prince that was promised. Is, it's not, there is no term in Val- Old Valyrian for prince or princess. So the, the correct pronunciation or uh, translation is prince or princess. It's a non-gender. Right. Uh, word. There's a lot of words in other Ooh. languages that are like that too. I think Arabic has a bunch of words. Yeah, like you guys got to check out the Screen Crush um, video they put out about Arya being the one. It's really good. I have some questions about this episode. Maybe you guys can answer them. Sure. Uh, what happened to Wolf? Is he okay? I'm very concerned about Wolf. He'll be fine. If he didn't die on screen, he's not dead. Uh, so yeah. I love seeing that shot where he's charging with them in the beginning, and then that's like the last you see of him. Uh, but I believe he may be, I think he was in the promo for, but you're right. If any of these people don't die on screen explicitly, they're not dead. Here's my next question. Bran in the middle of this battle goes, I'm going to go now and fucking wards off to some Ravens. What I think he f- was leading the Night King to him. This whole time? What the fuck was he doing? Did he go to see Avengers Endgame while the battle was happening? <laughs> I, I Where think, did Bran go? I, th- I think that'll be explained later. That, better that be. has some importance because those Ravens were flying off. 
Yeah, it was more than just luring the Night King there. Uh, he, he uh, that was a long time he was doing some shit. Uh, next question: Why are John and Daenerys such shitty fucking leaders? They're real. Like this was his plan. It was not a good plan. Well, I have. Uh, they were barely the bo- helpful. That's the biggest bone that I have to pick with this episode. Um, is that their strategy was dog shit and even more dog shit. Like yeah. they knew that they were. They, they showed you the the area map that they had during the meeting. You know of them being surrounded, and that was it. They're like, all right, well, guess we're just gonna try and get the night the night king to uh, go to the tree. That was it. Like. They were like fully expecting to fucking be besieged by these guys. Like there was nothing, like no tricks up their sleeve, nothing. Well, they they, they did have the trench to light up. Yeah, but that was like that wasn't even. Going I, but anything. I did love that moment where they're just like standing there, <laughs> staring at it, and then one by one, poop. Oh, we could just fucking yeah. stuff it out and make little gaps, and then for the dead to actually get in, storm up the wall, World War Z style, like get into the walls was fucking crazy. See, like. If I would have been the military leader, I would have been like, first, I would the trebuchets with fireballs before anybody goes out, before anybody goes out, lighting up the darkness. Just keep fucking firing fire so we could see at least see a silhouette of them. Yeah. You know, behind, you know, light it up over there. Yeah. Then you send in some fucking people, draw them in different directions and then fucking try and do something. The fact, though, that the Night King can control the weather really put a fucking wrench into their plans. Yeah. Like, I would have used the dragons right off the bat. Light, light, put some light over at the yeah. end. I will say that they're, they're, like, yes, their military strategy wasn't great. They were helpful, though, Imran. They were, yeah. they were on the dragons and trying to light those bastards up. Daenerys, yeah, they, yeah. Daenerys and John are both firing fire at these people. But they were, people. like, too late in the game. They were late, I, but I, they were also uh, lost in the clouds. <laughs> they were very lost. No, in the because class. that fucking fog didn't roll in until way after the uh, the dead start coming into like the w- to where the Dothraki were originally, where they launched from, mm-hmm. where the other people were. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd have there's to that whole, it There's a whole period of time where the dragons aren't doing jack shit. Is it a little racist to send the immigrant people of color army out as as dragon fodder as white white walker fodder first? Really? Are you? Is that really what you're asking? I saw somebody post this, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's a good point." That's a that's a, that's a Twitter post. It's an interesting uh, way to look at it, but yeah. uh, but man, I, I mean, I look at it as I mean, I'm going to answer this as seriously, even though I shouldn't. <laughs> I look at, at at it as this was the best they had, and they were right. going with the Set best they first. could go. Yeah, because maybe then they don't have to fight them at all, right? But man, after that, I was like, "Oh shit, you just fucking uh, oh, uh, it sets the mood right away." <laughs> it was great. You just added to his army. Uh, that, you you just, I mean, you just snuffed out the Dothraki horde, which has been built Visually up. But I felt that it gorgeous. was stupid as they were doing it. You didn't feel like it was like the dumbest thing. Like you're going in, not knowing what the fuck you're going, getting into. In pitch black. It, it was stupid. Yeah. So I was like, I, it, was it visually arresting? Yes. Was it completely stupid? Yes. It was both of those things at the same time. That's why this episode is so conflicting to me. I mean, I could follow. There's things I love about it, yeah. things I hate about it. I, I'm with you on that. I will agree. I mix the same way. Like every other large battle, you can explicitly follow, see everything. This one, like I could follow like 70%. But I, if that was the desired effect to keep your mind like what the fuck's going on, you know, the 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 dead are like one unit, You're like so you don't really see individual deads. Uh, Rugs, you shared a video of Howard Stern. Apparently, the whole Stern show did not like this episode. Well, That's Howard pretty Stern hilarious. especially did not like yes, it. He was so bad. He was like calling for the director's job. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's whatever. Crazy. He's, he couldn't see shit. 
But like, you know, like I expect, he didn't really articulate what, why he didn't like it. But the, the biggest complaint that he had is he couldn't see shit. Yeah. That wasn't my biggest complaint. My biggest complaint is that you robbed me of moments. Yeah. And robbed me of building to a moment. Uh, and I think that that's a more constructive complaint than just saying I can't see shit. I do hope they tell us what Arya was doing between the time she left Melisandre and the time she fucking comes out of nowhere. Why do you need that explained? I don't know. I don't need it explained. I just think that that moment could be cinematic and great to remember. Um, And it would, it would, it would, uh, the payoff would be, wouldn't seem so abrupt and then feel so empty. You know what was cinematic? The, The fucking, when the piano score comes in at the end. And it's in slow motion. That whole fucking sequence was so great. The music was that music was amazing, and 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 that and the Night King slowly walking. Yeah, yeah. just everything in slow motion, and just you literally just hearing a piano line. You know, uh, gorgeous. It's so so haunting, so well done. Uh, every other oh oh, this is my last question. We answered the other ones. So right before she stabs the Night King, John is. I'm not sure what John is doing. He's running through the castle. I guess he's trying to get to Bran. But he's pinned down by the Viserion, the ice dragon. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, he just stands in front of him and starts screaming like, what, John, what were you going to do? What is your move here? Did you just hope uh, that the dragon doesn't eat you? I didn't, I didn't notice that. I think he was going to try and rush him. In- yeah, I thought he was going to try to one in one V one the dragon. <laughs> yeah, I think he was going to try and <laughs> gonna slay a dragon, dragon like a fucking like a man. Right. That's what I got. Um. And, I, and that would have been cool too. I thought he was. Um, I thought he was going to kill the dragon because he had the Valyrian steel, and if one shot would kill it. Yeah, he just yeah. needed one, one, one little. But he's like, he's yelling at it. He's like, oh, yeah. oh. and well, then the thing just drops. He was trying to fucking drops. fuck with it. Yeah, and he's trying to psych himself up. <laughs> and then the thing does does drop. Uh, what other? Any other moments? I had another moment. I just forgot. I, I'm literally re, I'm re- rewatching that scene with the Dothraki charge. Yeah. Again, really stupid. <laughs> but beautifully shot. Yes. I mean, the, oh yeah, from I'm afar from yeah. where um, yeah. uh, Daenerys and Jon are, uh, yes. it literally looks like a fire a dragon. Yeah, no, it's a dragon. Oh, it's, it looks, in it's the a shape dragon. Of a yeah, dragon. the shape of a dragon attacking the Doth. Uh, and then the, there's like one quick shot where you see them run into something really big. Yeah, but then it's it cuts undead away. Again. One one, and yeah, and, and you're just horrified because you see the the flame snuff out. But I do love that they we they started there wide zoomed out, and then we zoom in closer and closer. Oh, I remember. The uh the dragon shit and the blue flame shit gave me a little Godzilla hints of Godzilla feel. And, <laughs> uh, I was like, that's kind of cool. There's a kind of like a you know like a kaiju movie thing going on here. But, yeah, there is a little kaiju action. But oh, do you think the dragons survived? Well, obviously yes, Viserion did. did not. Yeah, no, he did. did. If you look at the preview, there's two dragons flying. Yes, yeah, correct. So, but the ice dragon's down. I that did. was a cool shot. I'll throw yes, that in. Yes, the, the, where the dragon is sitting there and he's getting swarmed by the undead oh, and it looks like fuck. little ants all yes, over him. And he's trying to shake him off They're and then he takes him. off and he's there's little things that he's and then they drop and they get up and they go towards Daenerys. I was like, oh fuck. But I also love the moment when uh, Daenerys is at the body of Jorah Mormont. The Drogo comes back and like he can tell she's sad. They've suffered loss and he just kind of like lies down around them like a dog. He's like, oh, <laughs> let me co- comfort you. But, there's um another good moment. I forgot about this. Uh, they it's a callback to Blackwater again. The hound freezes in the midst of fire. Oh, the hound's a little pussy sometimes when there's fire around. But he notices Arya, and that gives him yeah. reason to live. I love that. I mean, I kind of get the hound when he does this because he does say, 
We're fighting death. You can't beat death. But he gives in really quickly all the time. He's like, fuck it. I'm not doing this. But then Beric's like, uh, what about her? And he points to Arya. And I do love that she inspires him. It's, a, it's a great uh, full yeah. circle for that yeah. character, too. Yeah. Because leading up to that to this last season, all he's ever cared about is himself. Yeah. That whole weapon that Arya has is, is completely pointless. It was. He uses it for like, she uses it like twice and then it breaks. Or she loses she drops it. It, it yeah. was her excuse to bang yes, Gendry. Yes, yeah. That was our joke. <laughs> <And> we, like, <laughs> is, is she, so listen, she literally brings him a drawing. She's like, you see this rod and then you see this thing where you insert it. Uh, I want to do that yeah. with you. <laughs> Make this yeah, weapon and then let's do saying. that. Yeah. <laughs> Take <laughs> off your pants. But yeah, it was. She she took it apart and she used it a little bit and then she fucking lost it. And I was like, that's it? That was a fucking uh, subtle metaphor for sticking it in You're the fucking. hole. Yeah. And how about that? Now Aria, juiced up from losing her virginity, just goes fucking ham on everybody. I think that was a big part of it, too. What happened to Gendry? You don't know. Ah, uh, Gendry's alive. Yeah. Maybe not. He didn't die on, he didn't die on screen. No, it's but just the seven people. You notice how we're not talking about Brienne. We're not talking they about really Jamie and Lannister. We're not talking about any of the warriors. We're yeah. not talking about Grey Worm. We're not talking about anybody. We're just talking about Arya, basically, because she only the only one who had a moment. She had a whole scene to herself. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, not what I expected. If you were to ask me, they could have got what is this going to be? Yeah. What is this battle going to be? Right. I would tell you, oh, the fucking dead are coming out, and this is going to happen, and and, and Jamie's going to get. He's going to save Brienne and it's going to be really heroic, but then she's going to die anyway. I don't know. But like none of that stuff happened. Ends none up, of that, ends none up of those being a clusterfuck. Again, stuff that you expect they'd never do. So I, I wouldn't call it a clusterfuck. I would just say that they didn't, they didn't, they went, they took a risk, as I mentioned. They're withholding before. all of those moments for this next battle. So the, right. so the I, final. I think yeah. yeah, I think they're trying, exactly. I think they're trying to make it so this. The the real war has always been the Game of Thrones. Well, that was that's my next point is they're telling us, look, the show's name is Game of Thrones. This was like kind of a side parallel thing. Now this is resolved. You've got to go back to. And I think to their credit, the, uh, it's better when it's actual human against human army war. Like, I feel like you, they're better at shooting that. That's got a little right. really fantasy sci-fi. But on the other hand, now that these people have faced the Night King, how is anything Cersei has going to be a fucking problem for them? Well, they're decimated. That's true. Yeah, they're, they're at their <laughs> On the other, right other hand, they're all, and they so really, they just, underdog. they did Cersei a favor. This is what she wanted. No, Cersei's she, plan has gone perfectly, perfectly. so yeah, far. Yeah, she's huh? like, I will let yeah. them deal with it. They dealt with it. Now I'm just going to take care of them. What is the line from the promo? She's like, I'm going to get that bit, pull that white bitch out or dragon queen or something. She said it was great. So now, but you nailed now, that line. I, 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 I forgot what it was. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited. We haven't seen Cersei in two episodes, and I'm kind of really excited to for it to get back. The actual Game of Thrones with political intrigue and castle drama and all the good shit that the show has been giving. Well, I, I I kind of disagree in that. Yes, it was. I, I and I'm the one that made the Game of Thrones point, but I also think a big part of this show was also the, that Night King stuff. Like they were almost dual things that were equally important. It's like a Snoke moment. It's like a, it's it's a Snoke thing. It's a um, going to a Mike Tyson fight and it being over in thirty, 30 seconds. seconds. Yes, exactly. and you feel like you're shortchanged. Yeah. Like you build up this bad guy for Mike Tyson to take down. I'm talking about Mike Tyson. Like anybody ever saw him fight that's listening to him. Like, like, like <laughs> I who do you, would you, this. Who'd you want to use? Mike Tyson's uh, like, great. No, you can use. All right, works. So. You build up this bad guy or this guy that Mike Tyson, like James Buster Douglas or whatever, but you, actually he beat him, didn't he? Or whatever. 
All right. Buster Douglas did beat Mike Tyson, yes. Yeah. So that, that's a stupid analogy. <laughs> Damn. But whatever. Whatever the guys that would fight Mike Tyson, he would like cream him in two seconds. You'd be like, that's it? I paid $100 this guy for is this? the fucking badass that's going to take. No. So drop it's just, it, it's, I got that same feeling. That's Aria's Mike Tyson. She fucking drop you in a yeah. second. You don't. Yeah. You don't. No, Mike you don't Tyson. It, it's it, it's a, the next meme. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting choice to make it. Um, they, abrupt. They're, yeah, they're abrupt and to make it about the, the real Game of Thrones. So. And I'm hoping that the, since the next, the last two episodes are like 80 minutes, that there's like a, it's a two part battle and it's, I hope it's in the daylight. If, I mean, I went into this last week and I said, I couldn't have been more confident about, um, Endgame and this Game of Thrones. Endgame for me delivered. And this one, if I had to honestly talk about how I really felt about it, I was a bit disappointed. So where, where are you? Let's let, let's, let's, where are we at? Where do you think it's going to stand in the test of time, I guess? Or looking back on it in a few years, are you going to want to watch this episode again? Or do you, do you want other people to experience this episode? Do you want you have to see this? Like, where do you stand on this episode right now? Hmm. Do you want to wait to see how it falls in with the rest of the pieces? Yeah, I think, I think it's important to wait till how it falls in. But on its own, like every all those other episodes on their own really stand out. Like Hard Home and... Castle Black and Battle of Lasters and Blackwater, like those stand out. This one, like I wouldn't rate it with those episodes. So in that sense, it's a bit of a disappointment. But um, the story at large, you, you know, even just looking at Arya's arc, you're like, oh shit, that was fucking awesome. Like yeah, this is a perfect cap for her. Um, so we'll see how it falls in terms of everything. But I was a bit disappointed. I feel like it's gonna be one of those episodes that you're gonna watch once because it's part of the story, and you can then move on, and the Arya stuff happens. Unlike Battle of the Bastards and those other episodes you just mentioned that you want to go back and watch again. Well, I think it's also to add on. This episode was so built up, especially with Endgame yeah, coming yes, out this week. Yes, that yes. I think it's gonna be one of those that's talked about forever. Like, did you like that one? No. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I liked it. You know, like yeah. it's gonna be one of those divisive episodes. Now, had this been like the finale of the season, yeah, totally disappointing. But it's not. This there's right. a there's no, a that's reason. True. It's not. This I feel is like the midpoint. I feel like that um I understand exactly what it was trying to do. It was yes, trying to give yes. you that fog of war, that confusion, yes, yes. that uh fear immersion. Uh, I think Saving Private Ryan did it so much better. It also kind of dipped into some Walking Dead-ish kind of area. Yeah, but, but we're uh, we're talking about like just that feeling feeling of fear and confusion and yeah. all that stuff. Um, I think that they were trying to go for a Saving Private Ryan, and um, I feel like there was aspects of it, but not enough to carry me to like needing to see it multiple times. I might see it one more time just to make sure I saw what I saw. Maybe I'll fuck up the brightness of my my thing just so maybe I can see a couple of more extra details. Rugs, we recorded our uh, instant reaction, and then I think I watched it again. Oh, you did? <laughs> Afterwards, yes. Was it any better? Uh, no, it was about the same. <laughs> it was okay. about the same. You didn't notice anything, pick up anything new? No, I just wanted to see some of the cool moments, and I was like, okay, okay. And no, it was... It was uh, I don't know. I may watch it again, but it's it is very dark. It's the thing. Sometimes you gotta squint. Yeah, I, I watched like... it in a dark ass room, and there's still I'm so like, conflicted. There's like artifacting all over the place. Maybe it's my shitty TV. Maybe it was a bad signal. It's like number one, like you have so many things working against this. Giant right? black pixels. Yeah. So when okay, when you have cable, and when you have a TV 
connection that's not the greatest or not a newest TV. Yeah. All of those things are working against this episode. You're talking about tiling, artifacts, big squares. But I have like an where HD the TV with an HD cable box, and it was still doing that. I have the top line cable you can get. I have a fucking nice TV, and uh, I still was like, now I, I could go back and try and if it was, if I had a Blu-ray of it, maybe it'd be ah actual the, physical media. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd be cool, but yeah. like. You can't count on streaming when everybody's streaming it at the same time or at prime time to come in good. So I think a lot of people had a lousy viewing of it. My, one of my friends um, said he changed the the dynamic range on the TV. Yeah, there's different settings. He made the black settings. really black and the yeah. lights really bright. Yeah. Um, and then once he did that, it actually was pretty decent to watch. It was in the OLED Black Pixel. Oh, shit. Was, he was That's low. like the best fucking TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, OLED, you're good. Yeah, so I guess apparently if you had the best fucking TV, it was okay. So that's what I was going to mention. The cinematographer has given out interviews defending his choices. He goes, it's not too fucking dark. I know this because I shot it, and I believe they also watch back. They monitor on the highest resolution OLED TVs, which is great. But like in podcasting, what I do when I'm done editing is I want to hear the show on the shittiest headphones I have. Just so if it's good there, it should be good everywhere else. I'll say this. If if people are complaining about it being too dark, it was too fucking dark. Because no one ever... People don't complain about those. You don't hear this much of an uproar about it's it. True. It's true. Unless it's an actually a valid point. So maybe he was one stop down it's, on the camera It reminds me of like much. when you know people were in an up... I mean, it's not the same thing, but when people were in an uproar that Batman v Superman was resolved because it was the guy... The, their moms were named Martha. Martha. You know, yeah. like it, yeah. if there's enough people complaining about it, there's something to it. Yeah. Yeah. They, you have a point. This, you know, this isn't just people being stupid on Twitter or looking for like. Not uh, trolling. This yeah, isn't they're trolling. not trolling. Like they were, they, people are mad because they couldn't see what was going on. Well, he was like, I wanted to do it in natural torchlight. And that's how you would actually see it if you were there. But then but then you're like, you're robbing. We're, mm. we're, we don't want to be there. We want to experience <laughs> right. it Stern said. through a cinematic yes. lens. Right. Right. It's naturalistic lighting. How? Where do you find the balance between naturalistic candlelit torchlight sh- shit? What balance, Imran? There's plenty of things that are shot in naturalistic lighting. Well, listen, that the reality of how uh, how light is and your eyes work, yeah, is that your eyes adjust to the, the dark darkness. at some yeah. point, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's ambient light. There's moonlight. There's especially if you have, uh. You know, white snow everywhere. It would be Lights brighter. bouncing all yeah. over the place. Yeah, it would be brighter. It's a good point. So, but like, the clouds, he pulled, drew in the clouds and covered, I don't know. It's dark. It's dark. So, it, was it was a dark, dark. show. It was it dark. It was fucking dark. They made, they, they, they made it too dark. Let's hope the rest of the battles are at the fucking crack of dawn. I don't know. Wake up and have some breakfast to kill someone. It doesn't some have to be at the crack of dawn. <laughs> I just think that I noon. They, had, they had the tools. Yeah. They had dragons and dragon fire. They yeah. had trebuchets that fire fireballs. They had lit fire sickles that were all whatever. And they could have used that. They're like, they could have like easily. If I was that, I would be like, light the trees on fire everywhere. So we could see what the fuck's going on. Ah. Go, 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 go send the dragons out, blow the trees up. That was supposed to be the trenches. That's actually what they did in hard home. Remember that? Oh, to set the, to set the lighting, uh, Mance Raider says he's going to light the biggest fucking fire you've ever oh, seen, right. and they light the forest on fire, and that's, that's how you can right. see everything. Plus, you have the wall, which is white, so then that really helps as well. I mean, they had the trenches lit up that kind of gave you an outline and a little bit, but it was only, it was very, whatever well, was they close also, to the fire. What they did was they, they made the, the White Walkers 
black, which also didn't help. Yeah, they were very dark. They were dark, you know, dark bones that were charging. I mean, it's kind of scarier when you can't see, and it's just a frenetic. It's just weird that onslaught. the last sh- shot before this episode is a White Walker in this, you know, and you could totally see him. Dude, right. how about the, that's the funniest <laughs> thing is the White Walker generals just walked in and just died. Like they didn't really, they didn't get any action. Did nothing. They did nothing. I also, I liked him just taking a stroll. They're just going for a walk. I'm like, well, we're gonna, the Night King's like, I'll just walk there. It's fine. I'm here, I fell off the dragon, but uh, I'll walk. I'm going to walk. Need to stretch yeah. my legs. All right. I'm just so conflicted about That's this. The, I know. Me too. I am mixed. So, well, I mean, and again, we have to see the rest of this, the, the season and, and maybe it yeah, changes. Maybe they'll bookend it with something, maybe it changes but things. I think that that's also not good when you have a, an episode that should be all self-contained. I mean, some people are comparing it to like, like Zack Snyder directed this shit. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, shit. That's a little much. It wasn't that bad. And, and I, no. uh, so here, okay. So on both ends, people calling the show terrible, worst thing ever. I don't agree with that. Now, on the other hand, the New York Times review said Game of Thrones Battle Winterfell exceeded expectations. I cannot agree with that statement also. You know, I mean, it's it doesn't have to be this fucking binary. No. It <laughs> met expectations. It had some problems, but it's still fucking badass yeah, I mean, Game it, of Thrones it, it, shit. It didn't meet expectations. That's why there's a big I think it, it, it met, met some, it met but some. not all. Right. Yeah. But okay, you, so, I, well, yeah. the point yeah. is, have a nuanced approach to this. There's things, yeah. I, I think, for the most part, other than Imran, Imran loves everything. Just kidding. Uh, um, I love it. Some of no, other, other people love it, actually. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, there's. I think we've been very fair in that there's things that we liked and yeah. things that we yep. didn't like. Yep. And they, they didn't stick the landing but they didn't it's fucking not the, but it's not the end we also, like, yeah. we also acknowledge that we understand what the director was doing yeah, yeah. we're not being shitheads going oh it's too dark we're like no we, you know we we had i we gave solutions to the dark yeah. what can you do to make it better yeah. what moments could we have seen that would have probably had a little bit work what could we expand on that probably would have been more satisfying for a viewer ultimately so, though like the, the amount of time and money the 55 day shoot I don't know. Maybe. What was it for? That's what I'm wondering. We're really listen. We need 55 days to so we can this? have a bunch of flames go out. I'm not sure. I know they rebuilt the Winterfell set uh, yeah, for this set season. The set yeah. looked great, and a lot of it was in the sky. So, like 55 days, really? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. Okay, good stuff. We will continue uh, and follow through the last half three more episodes left fellas three weeks and we're done so as much as this divided fans i think i really think they're gonna I fucking, watch it one more time. i think i gotta watch it gonna, too yeah. i have one i'm, more gonna, thing. Turn the, I'm yeah. gonna turn the brightness all the way yeah I, I do remember thinking prior and being shocked during that this night king stuff was yeah. ending yeah um i'm like wait i thought they would have continued this yeah but to Game of Thrones defense, this is now the eighth season. Yeah. There's only three episodes left, so they, they gotta get they, the they've, shit gotta, they've gotta resolve some shit <laughs> yes. pretty quickly here. So And you know, I feel like Brand's still gonna have another big part. Maybe the Night King isn't really dead. Maybe there's somebody Do, else. You wanna hear a, a theory, my Let's friend? Let's hear Foden? one theory and we'll wrap it up there. So Go to the, the green eyes, blue eyes, whatever. Yeah. Brown eyes. So everyone's thinking Arya is gonna kill Cersei. And she yeah. might. Yeah. But the theory I heard is she's going to kill Jamie and then use his face. Come Jamie, and then use him to kill Cersei. Oh shit! I kind of like that. <laughs> that's pretty I, good. That's good. Yeah. I've also heard the theory that Arya has never been higher, and this next episode she dies. Oh no! Oh shit! Oh my god! I don't. I don't know if I could take that now. 
What did you say? That this is the peak. This is peak Arya. This is peak Arya. She, Everyone loves her now. The yeah. perfect time to kill her off. It to- oh yeah, it absolutely that's, that's is totally Game of Thrones. And they yeah. would do that. Ah oh, shit! Now you just fucked my head up. But the only thing that like I'm now kind of teeter tottering on this stuff is, I really thought this was an episode where we'd get some important character to die. Yeah, and we the most yeah. important guy we got Night King Theon maybe Theon, Theon? I don't know. Melisandre is he, Jorah uh, is kind of a main Jorah, but like you know, this is these are all fringe. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're not, they, these are the they're yeah, these tier. are the second tier guys supporting. So everybody's so, there. Tyrion's there. So listen, Sansa's there. we know this is all deliberate. That I hope there's a good reason that these people have uh, 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 something to fulfill. If it in. seems like my opinion's going back and forth. It's because it is. Yeah, no, and <laughs> we don't and know this, what to make of this episode. Me or neither. Where we're going? This is where I think this is where I am exactly. It's like it kind of fucked me up, and I'm I'm, I'm mixed, but uh, still entertaining television. <laughs> oh, what we're talking about yeah. All right, it definitely leads the conversation. Let's get to news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) Do not go in there. Uh, Okay, this is uh, the section where I got comments and questions from the listener from the Jocker Nation. But we have to start with the Avengers Endgame box office. You heard our review, and when we reviewed it, it was Saturday. The weekend hadn't been over. Uh, the numbers are in, and holy shit. Oh, shit. Opening weekend domestic. This movie made $357 million. Never been done before. Yeah. The next thing that's never been done before is for this movie, in sort of three days, by the time Monday rolls around, Worldwide total $1.2 billion. Oh, shit. And climbing right now on Box Office Mojo, uh, 393 domestic, 1.3 uh, billion worldwide in four days. So the, the domestic shit. leader is Star Wars. Yes. Um, the Force Awakens. After four days in domestically, it was at 288. So oh, Avengers beat. is 105 million oh, more. But let me also say this. This episode comes out Sunday, what, May 5th? Yes. So the reason it's, why our numbers are so... It's got to be a lot more. Yeah, our numbers, we're recording this on a Tuesday, April 30th. So that's why we're, we're talking about numbers after four days and not a week. Plus, the fact that it opened in China two days earlier, kind of gave them a little cheat. A little cheat in the numbers. Yeah. Like You got to count all that. So it's like five days, but still, unbelievable. Uh, Endgame has broken... 144 box office records. Oh, shit. The main ones being uh, 12 advanced ticket sale records, 44 opening weekend records, 29 single day grossing records, highest global opening for IMAX in 3D, 50 IMAX opening weekend records, fastest to 100 million domestic, $1 billion worldwide, largest Thursday preview, largest wide opening per screen average, largest combined domestic weekend of all time, largest overseas opening of all time, largest global opening of all time. And that's just a few of the 144 goddamn records this thing broke. The Russo brothers now have $3 billion movies on their resume. 
Think about Speaking of $3 billion, you think it's going to make $3 billion? Yes. Absolutely. $3 billion. Wow. I, yes. Avatar right now is currently top at like, what, 2.7? I think it beats Avatar. I think it has a shot at making $3 billion. It's made a billion in five days. I got a quick comment for you guys. Yeah. Um, if you want to read an opinion that is a little bit dissenting in terms of Game Ooh. of Thrones. Yeah. And someone that whose writing we respect, maybe not the most respectable person. Um, Evan Faraci? Yeah, he wrote a, he wrote two articles that weren't the, a, a bit critical of Avengers Endgame on his blog. Oh, Endgame. You said Game of Thrones. You're talking uh, Endgame. Sorry. Endgame. Sorry. Endgame. Oh, We're talking about Endgame. Endgame, I, yeah. Is this points valid? He has some valid points. Really? Yeah. Ooh, I will kind of check gist, that out. The gist of one of his articles is that Marvel has always lived in the real world that, that what makes comic book movies work is that you yeah. can kind of see how this would fit into a real world scenario yeah they kind of want to go away from that and they've completely damaged the real world scenario by introducing 3.5 million people in the future on one day which would completely bomb everything and time travel yeah i said that yeah. it would but it would crush super the good arc. he also yeah. is very critical of tony and captain america's arcs he did not think those fit the character wow yeah Wow, I, I didn't agree with him completely, but I could see his point. I like reading those kind of uh, opinions too, and those other takes, like just to see where he's coming from. I still fucking love the movie. I mean, I'm, he, I'm, I'm the, good. Yeah, the way he describes it is, it's an awesome movie going experience. But when you think about it, which we kind of brought up, yeah, a lot of things kind of start to fall apart. Yeah, yeah. That whole five year thing is one of the hardest things. That's going to be an one. issue going forward. It's going to be a big problem. whole entire universe. Yeah, it's going to be a big problem. It, it, that's like it, it's a. It changes everybody's story. The, the only real way to acknowledge it or the real way to handle it is to just ignore it. <laughs> don't ever <laughs> bring it up. If they try to figure out a way to explain it, I don't see how they can't get themselves into more of a mess. It was a dumb idea. They had to force that kid. That, that's the reason that it was done, and that's why I hate it so much. Morgan Stark. Wait, did you guys catch the callback to Infinity War where he, remember he's telling Pepper he had yeah, a Morgan. dream? Yeah. And, but it was a boy named Morgan, I guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but they end up naming her Morgan. But... Also, it reminds me of, so another similar time fuck up in another Marvel movie is the beginning of Homecoming, where it goes eight years later. Yeah, they, the Russo's even acknowledged that it should be five years later. That should have been five, and it was also similar fucking, why, what is this? What, and it's just weird that it's 2023 in MCU main timeline. That's kind of weird. But we got branch timelines. They're going to have fun with them. We're going to get TV shows. They're going to be like, remember 2014 MCU? You know what it uh, reminds me of? We're taking you back of? there. Yeah. Comic books. Exactly. It's so comic <laughs> Every book-y. time it changes from one author yeah. to another, the, everything gets real fucked up. Yeah. The and continuity the, yeah. is always fucked with in comic books. You just go with it. You're like, all right, whatever. He's this thing now. Great. Uh, Brian Goff, uh, caught in our spoiler thread for Avengers Endgame, caught a cameo that a lot of us missed. And I saw this article online, and there is a screenshot, and it is a cameo of none other than. Even Howard is in this movie in the is scene. He? Yes. Yeah, he's holding a gun. Click that link in the scene where everyone's coming back when you see Hope Van Dyne just to her right in the background. Oh, there he is. <laughs> you see fucking Howard the Duck is there. I can't believe I missed that. It went by so That's fast. That's fantastic. Isn't that crazy? He was in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, right? I, so. yeah. I wish they would have. They, like, you can see the Ravagers in there. They didn't give the Ravagers a, a little shout out or Howard. No, Uh, it says here, a quote in this article says Howard the Duck was in one draft of the script of Infinity War. Howard the Duck actually had a really good scene. We were going to do a cameo with Ken Jeong, 
with Howard the Duck. That was a much beloved scene by us, but it just didn't end up fitting at all. I don't know. But the Ken Jong uh, cameo, along with Yvette Nicole Brown in Endgame, both people who starred in Community, where the Russo brothers used to direct Community, and I believe all the main acts, main characters in Community have guested Joel McHale. They've all appeared in... Alison Brie? Alison, ah, maybe not Alison Brie. But a lot of the other ones have been in our Marvel movies because of the Russo brothers. Uh, they used to Wasn't work. Wasn't there another them. girl from uh, from Community? The blonde was, girl. What was her she name? She hasn't been in anything either. But they got yeah. They had uh, Abed was in it, uh, and Donald Glover. So you have Donald Glover, Abed, Yvette Nicole Brown, Ken Jong, uh, and some other people. Here's something fun: Tane Reese, Chocolate Tane, Chocolate Tane. <laughs> he pointed out uh, that. We, him and us, and unintentionally spoiled the plot of Endgame back in February 2019. Oh, shit. Episode 261. I read an email. He said, he sent. Here's what was in the email. Tane writes, what comes next for Marvel movies? I think I have it. After the Avengers use the quantum zone to time travel and Tony makes a different gauntlet and Hulk wears it and Cap lifts Molinier. And Thor defeats Eminem. Then he got goofy. And Nebula defeats Thanos. A new timeline will be created. Holy shit. He was very close. He's like those three things in a row he nailed. Yeah, that's uncanny. He's a fucking Tane. Who's a winning Game of Thrones? Can you look into the future? Tell us. Yeah. And what are the lottery numbers for next week? never get all that, huh? I'm never going to beat him in a trivia contest. Go back and listen to episode 61, February 2019. You will hear me read that. Holy shit. That's weird. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. Good for you, man. Pretty good, Tane. Good work. We'll, uh, we'll review Waterworld for you. Soon. Absolutely. We're going to get to all the Patreons movies very soon. There's a lot of good ones. And a lot of bad ones. Yes, good movies and bad movies coming <laughs> on our movie reviews in Patreon. Kate, the MFC. Here's the thing of Patrick and Kate. She posted in our Avengers Endgame spoiler thread. Spent part of my night arguing with someone over the better battle. The final battle of Endgame or the battle of Winterfell? Oh, not even, I don't think it's close. Not even close. That fucking last 40 minutes of Endgame, is, I want to go see the movie in IMAX 3D. Just, I just want to see that scene. I can watch that over and over again. Yeah, come on. Like The one great scene that we have is Arya coming <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Arya <laughs> coming out of nowhere. I use the I use the rest aria all the time. We pull up this rest aria. Yeah. So I. Uh, <laughs> that's the only one that you get. Yes. So it, that in the Dothraki charging and getting snuffed. Yeah. So I mean, but that's not a good moment. Maybe a good moment, but it, yeah. it was like, shot well. You get moments where you get you you get a little tingle in your peepee. Yeah. When fucking cat picks up Mjolnir. Yeah, the, you know. dude. There's so many cheering, huge fucking moments in that battle. It's uh, it is uh, unbelievable. I can't believe I actually watched that. That they you know, did that. You know what though? When I was watching Game of Thrones, and then I saw an article after, and and oh, it's Devin Fracci's, and he he's talked about it. It still proves the point that watching a movie in a movie theater with yep. a big audience, there's yep. still nothing like it. Because I yep. remember I watched Game of Thrones by myself, and I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. But I can only imagine watching that in a movie theater. Well, there's a great video out there. I guess it's at a bar and, and they're watching the reaction. It. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that, that's that's fake. The, you think so? You think oh, it's, no, oh, oh, the no, there's a, the, 
just memes no, of yeah. that. But there's that. There is an actual footage of Game of Thrones nerds Dude, at a bar. I, it's actually gives you the, gives you little goosebumpies because right at the argument with the whole bar, like they're watching a fucking Game Seven sports game. Yeah, they're like yeah. I was like, oh, all fuck, the that's memes have been comparing Arya to hitting a game winning shot. She did. That was the game winning. She is MVP. She should get the fucking uh, America's Cup. Whatever. Give her the, the, the fucking one of all the better cups. memes was. The girl has a name, and her name is Arya. I fucking killed the Night King yeah. Stark. You know she's going to be bringing that up when, uh, in the next three episodes to Cersei. By the yeah. way. Also, um, what a weekend for Starks. Yes. A lot of Starks going down, <laughs> doing, Stark. going, doing Starks. good things and bad things. I, I, and saw surviving. A, I, I saw a shirt, Stark family, and it had half Iron Man's face, half a wolf. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, as far as deaths, uh, Game, of Th- Game of Thrones got the uh, seven four edge over Endgame for mm. character deaths. So for what are that? Yeah, doesn't mean anything. For what it's worth. For what it's worth. But no, you can't compare. People are actually comparing it, saying, "Ah, uh, this was better than Endgame." There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not better. It's not. It's you, as far as storytelling within a battle. It's not better. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's correct. Uh, listener uh, Bob Brasky. Here's the Bob Brasky. At Bob Brasky on Twitter. Uh, sends us a couple of tweets. He says, timeline talk. What about Cap using the staff on 2012 Cap? Ramifications? I just figured he, he wiped his mind so that Cap wouldn't remember that he fought himself. And, yeah. And, and nothing's going to come of it? Anybody? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea how the staff works. Yeah, that's my other question: is how does this fucking staff work? What are the oh, actual rules? They Nobody just did knows. it as a plot contrivance, and that's all you need to know. I guess. So then he has another one. Got another one, but not alternate timeline. The earthquake underwater when they're hologram conferencing. Namor, I've seen this around. He also finishes. And how many times did they share food slash beer? Great convo on the last podcast. Deep dive into that new shield Cap appears with at the end. Could Namor bring the rise of the mutants? I've seen this speculation. You guys remember this moment when Okoye says there was a mm, underwater yep, earthquake, and she's like, "I, how you handling yeah, but it?" They're saying they're happening all over the place. They're, hope they're happening all over the universe. Didn't and then didn't Captain Marvel have to go investigate that? No, that was a different. She was talking about something different. That oh. she was so Captain Marvel was talking about how all the rest of the world, all these other planets are still are reeling from losing half. Yeah, still. And then, uh, Okoye was dealing with an underwater earthquake. Oh, and then she, and then I think uh, Black Widow asked her, how, "How are you dealing with it?" And she goes, "We're dealing with it, but not dealing with it." Right? Maybe to infer that like this is a mutual respect where they know these people. I, if that was a I, Namor drop, that'd be fucking amazing. I mean, that'd be interesting. I took it as more this is a natural occurrence in in nature in Wakanda. Well, just in nature. Well, I think oh. that they mentioned it to to maybe at, plant the seed. It's not really. I hope that anything. there's some follow through. They just have it there. They can use it later. It's yeah. one of those things they retcon, like saying the kid in Iron Man Two is Peter yeah, Parker. They it were, is one of those things that they can that. easily go yeah. to and go. Okay, that yeah, was teased. But it is smart for them to leave these things to kind of go back, and not you know, not having anything definite. But we can always go back to any of these timelines and make some shit up and stick it in there. It'll right. Work. So, did you have to try and explain the whole cap yes. going back in oh, time thing everyone, to people? I had to explain the timeline to several people, and the discussion is still going on every day at work. And I feel like that maybe why the people didn't get it. I mean, I got it and I'm an idiot, but like some people know. have a different take on it too. That chart that's in the show notes of last episode, I feel is like pretty accurate, but a lot of people like, here's the question with cap. Uh, did the other thing is uh, one theory is cap lived his life in the main timeline. Remember when Peggy 
we meet her when she's old and she said, I had a husband and kids and Captain America saved my husband, but she never mentions them. We don't see pictures it's, of it's him. Cap. Is it him in the main timeline then? Or I thought he lived with her in a branched alternate timeline, came back to the main timeline. He's like a hundred years old. The serum has worn off. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's left up to your interpretation. It is. I think yeah. it could be that he lived in the main timeline with her, or While this is was, a branch reality, and then he I came feel back. Like, so there'd be two caps. Like well, you, you can't really control the timeline that you're going to, can you? You could just control the date that you're going to, and then that instantly right. branches so off. He lands right, when there get, and yes. starts doing different shit. It branches, branches off. Right. Yes, right, yes. Right. So he's never in the actual timeline that he, he began. No, he wouldn't be. You're right. Right. So this is my opinion. He goes back to whenever he's supposed to be dead, right? Yeah. And he comes back as Steve Rogers. He doesn't... Captain America still exists. He knows that at one point he's going to be thought out. He's frozen. There's two of them there. Yeah. yeah. So now, during this time where Cap's frozen, he you know he has kids with Peggy and shit, and they grow old And together. he doesn't have to be Captain America. He doesn't have to be Captain America. And the minute yeah. that they unfreeze him, he's out. He comes back. There's a yeah. um, there's a good article or a, a Reddit AMA with the Russos where they answer a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way they they spec the way they answered that was that how do you know Cap wasn't still helping things? I out read back that. Then? Yes, yeah. yes. There's also a great article with Marcus and McFeely uh, on Variety. It's a deep dive into what they were thinking and their thoughts. Really That's a good. good. One too, yeah, Hollywood Reporter. I forget who did it. Really good. A lot of great stuff from. The creators of this movie. Last thing in the show, Blake Braden posted the new trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, boy. Oh, I love this. Uh, okay, Rugs, let's start with you. Well, it looks like dog shit. <laughs> it's dog shit wrapped in dog shit. The only thing is like, fuck that show. We, whenever we see something that, that's wrapped in dog shit, yeah. there's always some, like, white knight that stands up and says you just don't want it's not made for it's you for kids. it's for kids it, but now like, everybody universally hates this yeah it's not because, for kids now yeah this is not so, for like, kids yeah so like now all these people who are like defending all these other stupid things for whatever political reason like they all fucking hate this movie because it looks like shit they should <laughs> love sonic because he's a non wise because they love sonic too and they understand what it's like when something that you love looks like dog shit it's a non-binary, <laughs> gender-fluid, beloved mascot. What do you think of? Uh, what do you think of this in comparison to Detective Pikachu? I think Pikachu looks way better, makes more sense, and it looks like the thing. Well, I think people are pumped for Detective Pikachu. Yeah, mm -hmm. that looks great. They're they they've worked in enough references to all the other Pokemon and Pokemon fighting and all that other stuff that they feel like they're going to get. Some some kind of allusion to what they experienced in playing Pokemon, yeah, or watching the cartoon. Um, this Sonic thing doesn't look anything like the cartoon. Doesn't look anything like the I video game. It's a game. cash grab from Paramount. Say, um, oh, they're I'm doing... sure that it might they might go there, but it's the character looks horrible when it's an animated character. Why make it look so different? There's no reason for I, it. Honestly, I wasn't a huge. Uh, Sonic player. I was more of a Mario guy, but I never imagined him being so tall and skinny and lanky. Like I thought he was short. And he's got a nice chubby round uh, beer belly tummy and short legs. Uh, and it just looks fucking creepy and horrifying. 
Anthony, did you play Sonic? What do you think? How he looks? Uh, I was more of a Mario guy, so I was yeah. I had the Nintendo, so I was more yeah. of a Mario over Sonic. But I always enjoyed playing Sonic. It was fun, fucking running. It was around too and, fast for me. It just doesn't. They did Masters of the Universe. They brought Sonic to our world, and that sucks. Wait, where does Sonic live? On another planet? He's in Sonic Land. Oh, wherever Sonic Land. The Sonic Universe, where everything's a racetrack. So, so and so and then Detective Pikachu takes place in the Pikachu world. Or in the Pokemon world. Sonic well, and Pikachu, I don't, I don't think they cross paths in, ever in video game. No. Well, you got Cyclops, you got Damien Dark, and you got Jim Carrey, which I think a lot of people are going to go to see Jim Carrey. When was the last time we saw him in a really? fucking wacky movie like this? I don't think a lot of people no? at all are going to see go to see Jim Carrey. At the very end, he looks just like Robotnik, but it is completely ridiculous. And how does this happen? And where? why are there giant mushrooms behind him? But, uh, that's Sonic World. That's, I think they're going to oh, they, they might world. invent the Sonic World. He just looks too much like a human. Like, why make him look like a little 10-year-old boy? I don't understand. Fur. I don't know. I just think that ever since the first photo was released online, yes, people have been taking huge, yeah. smelly shits on it. But look, there's... Huge there, wet shits no, there's nothing, on this fucking shit. There's no, funny, there's no funny moments. Even the Jim Carrey stuff is not funny. Like, I didn't laugh at any of this. And I was like, oh, my God, what is that fucking creature? Can you even tell what this is about? No, I don't know. He rolls, there's a hedgehog, he knocks, there's a hedgehog. There's weapons rolling around. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. We're scales. Yeah. We, uh, why are they going to introduce the rest of the family? We are spending a lot of time on Sonic. <laughs> it's going to make a billion dollars. Mark my words. Yeah, defend it. Go ahead. I got nothing. For I got nothing. I can't defend it. Anyways, I was just like surprised to see this trailer. Thanks to Blake. I'm, honestly, this is the first I've seen the trailer. I didn't, oh, yeah. know, I didn't know a <laughs> Sonic came, movie was coming out. Right. Came out today. So. Just wanted to wrap up with your thoughts on that, fellas. Good stuff. Okay, I lied. That's not the last thing. There's one more thing. I am cutting in here post-recording because we recorded uh, way earlier this week. And Jason Dutch of the Voice from the Underground podcast uh, is doing a great job sending in our Nerd Fantasy Baseball League updates. So for those of you in the league, here's the scoop. Here's the National Fantasy League update. What's up, nerds? It's Jason Dutch here with a little bit of an update on the Nerd Baseball League. So uh, in the dark side division, we have uh, Jose Ibarra. Ibarra, Ibarra. Three and one. Uh, Pop Culture Cosmos, Gerald Glassford, three and one. Uh, my team, two and two. Matt Miller's Speedsters, one and three. And Blake Braden, uh, apparently did not come back after the Hulk snapped, uh, was not reanimated or at least has checked out because he's starting to hurt guys in his lineup. Come on, Blake, change your damn lineup. Owen four. Uh, Brian Goff leads the Thanos division in a three-way tie with, uh, Jess Rivera and Imran's, uh, dark horse favorite. The one he's pulling for Lisa Morrison, all three and one. Uh, and, Therefore, we have a tie for last place at one three between Felix Winter Bottom. He's got a nice bottom, and winter is coming. And uh, the backdoor sliders, Chaz Hebert. You know, both those last place teams seem to have a butt reference going on, but their bottom is is very weak. Anyway, uh, hope th- enjoying the show, guys. Thanks again. It's been an awesome week with Endgame and with Game of Thrones. We're loving every minute of it. It's totally mentally exhausting. Keep up the good work, guys. And Blake Braden, change your damn lineup. Talking nerd. Rugs, where can the listener find you online and stalk you? 
Oh, you can find me on Pornhub. Ah, no, uh, in the felty genre. <laughs> felty yeah, fetishism. That's right. Shooting ropes. <laughs> Is there felty porn? Is there puppet or porn? Or yarn. <laughs> I think there's puppet porn. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy, <laughs> where I'm going to be taking on all the Sonic lovers. Yeah, come come at... All the Sonic haters. Come at him, bro. For being hypocrites. Yes. Uh, show notes for this episode can be found at jockernerd.com slash 272. You'll find links... To everything we talk about, links to the videos, how to get in touch with the show, how to subscribe, our Amazon affiliate links, which is another way you can support the show just by shopping on Amazon. Click through there first. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Pandora. Nerd. Hello, Pandora. I love, uh, and a lot of people find us on Spotify. I love that. Uh, follow us Instagram at Nerd and Twitter at Nerdcast, where you will be seeing a photo of me as a bobblehead. It's quite remarkable. You don't want to miss that. <laughs> and if you like the show, listener, do us a favor. Tell your friends. Spread. I got to hear about your fucking bobblehead. One more show. I love this bobblehead. I'll, I'll come over there and break it. So don't you dare. <laughs> Get one for Anthony, too. And somebody needs to make Anthony a bobblehead. So I, he's I don't care about he's, the bobblehead. No, you're just, he's just jealous. I'm not. You did, you've been bobblehead. talking about this for two episodes. You ended it on one. Because and now it's you a started bobblehead off. of me. Okay, relax. Okay. That's, I'm, I'm, act like you've I'm been good. there before. Jesus I'm, Christ. How can I act like I've had a bobblehead before? It's not possible. Yeah, you talked about it on one episode. <laughs> but it's, I'll, it's I'll break here. that shit. I stay like here. We're, we're going oh, out. Geez. Next time you come over, I'm hiding the fucking bubble. <laughs> Thanks for listening, listener. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Ed podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. What does the bobblehead do? <laughs> it just bobbles. It has to move. Like something has to vibrate. You put it in your car and then it bobbles. Oh, the head. The head's on a spring. You've never seen a fucking bobblehead, Rugs? I'm just saying, you don't get to see a bobble unless there's some kind of movement involved, right? If it's sitting there on your desk, it's not moving. It's not bobbling.